Welcome to episode 24 of the BSN Rams podcast. Dominic Nedvalski and Nick Patnode with you once again. Nick, we got a, a pretty packed episode here. Uh, plenty of football, men's basketball talk. We're going to get to the release of the Rams schedule, Mike Bobo and company. Um, really, the, the first thing that I think jumped out to everyone was that they're going to have to play 12 straight weeks, no bye until that final week of the regular season, Thanksgiving week. Um, their most difficult non-conference schedule, I believe, since the Sonny Lubick era. So that's something to, to be excited about. So just to kind of quickly go through it, they, um, of course, have the Rocky Mountain Showdown against CU. Um, their first home game at the new on-campus stadium against Abilene Christian. And then what a tur- turn of events. They go from that team to, to at Alabama. Denny <laughs> um, Bryant Stadium. There you go. And then um, September 23rd, back home against Oregon State. Um, a, a really tough road game at Hawaii, um, at Utah State the following week, back home against Nevada on the road um, at New Mexico, and then back-to-back uh, games against their in-state rivals, Air Force and Wyoming. Um, and then they host Boise State, still looking for that first win ever against the Broncos, and they finish out the regular season against San Jose State. Um, your overall thoughts when looking at this Yeah, one. a couple of things come to mind right away. The first is they had the chance to schedule a 13th game because they play at Hawaii, which the NCAA allows you to do, and Mike Bobo opted, or the, the football program as a whole opted out of playing that 13th game, and I think that's smart. All a 13th game does is, is, is add another chance for you to get a loss on the season, um, and you'd rather just not play than have a have another loss. You know, that sounds bad, but that's, that's often, that, you know, that can be what happens. Um, and also... It's it's another opportunity for your players to get hurt, which you want to limit that uh, in in this season anyway. Um, I do think it's a bit of a strategic play there. That those twelve games in twelve weeks, people can call me crazy, but um, if if they are to make it to the Mountain West Championship game, it gives them an extra week to prepare. Um, and I think that's that's good. Bodes well for the Rams. And I think that's that Mike Bobo fully expects to be there, especially with the state of the program and who's returning uh, next year. Um, the first four game stretch is tough. They've got three power five schools, CU, Alabama, Oregon State. Now, yes, Oregon State had a bad season last year. They're they're a beatable team, I would think, but it's 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 not easy to say the least. The other thing I noticed, the first half of the season is really light on home games. Only two of those five uh, of the six, uh, excuse me, you know, it'd be um six games of the of the first six games, only two are at the new on uh, on campus stadium. Um there's the showdown in Denver, but Fans won't get to experience that on-campus stadium in full until the second half of the season when then four of the final six games right. are at the stadium. So that's that's good for them. But I think it's a great schedule. There's some awesome games. There'll be a lot of televised games, I would imagine. Um, you know, Alabama and, and the games in the new stadium because the TV networks are going to want to – they know that people are going to want to see it. So it'll bring eyes just having the new stadium. So uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year. How many I'm, – I'm seeing about anywhere from <laughs> six – to as many as 10 potential wins. I'm on the positive side. I'm, I'm closer to 10, and yeah. here's why. I think they can get a win against Oregon State and Abilene Christian. So the worst I think they do in the first four games is 2-2. Two and two. Mm-hmm. But I think if they prepare right, and after what happened last year, they can beat CU, given the state of that program, with the, the scandals that have come come from there. So they can go 3-1 and one or 2-2 two and two in that first four-game stretch. They can beat Hawaii. They can beat Utah State. I think, the, I think what it's ultimately going to come down to is how this team plays on the road because you yeah. know, we, we know how they played last year and, and it's something that you got to be able to get those road wins. And 
there there'll be plenty of things to be amped about in the new stadium, but they can't forget about those road wins. Yeah, I mean, 12 straight weeks without a bye, and they've been preaching that mental toughness all off season. Well, you're going to get tested with it. Mm-hmm. No bye until Thanksgiving week, so um, definitely stuff to look forward to there. Spring practice starts on the 21st, um, and then the spring game will be April 22nd and at Lagoon Field on campus. Um, you, so t- tell me about your. Th- I mean, I was thinking about that, and I was like, okay, if they've officially closed Hughes Stadium, where do they have the spring game? They right. knew the stadium wasn't going to be open, so. Do you think it'll be a good experience for fans? They get to be a little closer? Do you think it's going to be awkward? Um, it could be a little awkward. I'm trying to figure out where everyone's going to sit. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, they had a picture of a um, of a crowd at a soccer game, and there are actually quite a few folks, but I would imagine, coupled with you know all the season ticket holders and, and your average fan, along with the students that come, it might be pretty packed. I think it would be. It's going to feel packed, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if season ticket holders, especially people that pay a lot of money, are going to be a little more upset this year because traditionally, if you're a season ticket holder, you spend a lot of money, you get to kind of go on field before the spring game and yep. see the players. Well, everyone will practically be on field. I would doubt that that's going to be a thing this year. And right. you might see some fans a little unhappy about being, if you will, stuck with a riffraff of everybody else. You know, they're not going to get those great seats for this game. But right. hey, it's a spring game. Yep. Yeah, so plenty of football news um, as we move forward. But. We're going to dedicate the rest of the podcast here to, to men's hoops. Uh, we'll start out here recapping the regular season finale um, as the Rams fall to the Wolfpack 71-58. Um, CSU actually led the entire half. They shot mm-hmm. 52%, uh, but just really couldn't keep that up. Uh, at one point, Gene had 15 of 17 points, finished with a very solid 33. Boy, but but Cameron Oliver just took over um, 29 points, 17 boards for the big fella. Um, really, I think Nevada showed that at least in the regular season, they were in fact the class of the Mountain West, um, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with here in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, but think back to this. It was a tough game. We knew it was going to be a tough game, but in my mind, the turning point that second half when, boy, it was like there were like there was a steal and a windmill dunk and yeah. then a three pointer, and then there were like three massive plays, and the crowd went from dang near silent after being down eleven to one of the loudest that they had experienced in Mountain West play all season. And it got in their heads, and they couldn't come back. And the the lead just started to grow in favor of the Wolfpack. And at that point, it was just, you can't ask a team like this. But, you know, the Wolfpack has a short bench as well. So, you know, this is a a team that is not guaranteed anything in the tournament. So, you know, the Rams are not, they have not shot themselves in the foot. In in my opinion, losing to Nevada was probably a good thing. Because they can focus on basketball. They don't have to worry about, oh, a streak, or is this going to be a Cinderella season? I mean, they're back to just kind of being the Rams mm-hmm. instead of a team that's uh, shocking the world kind of thing. Right, back to being kind of under-the-radar yeah. type teams, so that'll be something to watch. Um, real quick, before we get into the bracket itself, I wanted to kind of go over some tournament notes um, that kind of side with CSU. Um, it's the second time that CSU has earned the number two seed in the tournament. Um, the top two seeds have met eight times in the Mountain West Finals with the number two seed winning all eight. Um, the number one seed, Nevada, this year has won just three Mountain West championships, going three and seven in title games. Um, and the number two seed has won nine of 17 Mountain West championships. So you figure a lot of history on CSU side. Yeah, I mean, and and I, you know, this is a team after what they... After the words they made me eat this year, I won't count them out. No. There's nothing you could tell me that would count them out. Right. 
Yep. So to kind of go over the bracket, um, of course, games start tomorrow. Um, up top, we've got number eight Utah State going against number nine Utah State, number seven Wyoming uh, playing against number ten Air Force, and number six San Diego State um, tipping off against number eleven UNLV. We'll start with the Aggies and the Spartans an eight nine matchup. I've got San Jose State in this one. I think that that they've progressed immensely, especially in the second half of the schedule. I think Brandon Clark may be kind of the star that no one really talks about or knows in the conference. Really, I think Utah State has underperformed for for most of the season. I think Jalen Moore um, can give teams problems, but I mean the Rams handled them twice, both on the road and in Moby. Um, so yeah, I, I think San Jose State gets one more win on top of what's already been an impressive season for them. Yeah, I I, uh, I think there's every reason to believe they can pull out an upset, but I also think that if the if the Aggies get to the free throw line, Jalen Moore shoots almost eighty percent from the free throw line, and and I would bet that he does it even uh, better in the tournament. Um, big players step up at big times, and I think ultimately, not not to go directly against what you're saying, I think Utah State squeaks it out because uh, San Jose State has just had such a dog year. I mean, it's been wow. tough for them, and uh, I don't I don't see. For me, they haven't given me any reason to believe they can go on the road and win in a tournament setting. Sure, um, but that's a game that's so close. I mean, it's an eight and nine seed. You know, that's a that's a toss up. Yeah. I don't. I I will predict Utah State, but with absolutely no no confidence. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right, we'll go down to the bottom of the bracket here. Number six, San Diego State. Number eleven, UNLV. I've got the Aztecs. I mean, the running Rebels have just been a train wreck all year. Yeah. I think a a Steve Fisher-led Aztecs team kind of gets things rolling a little bit. Malik Pope, Trey Kell, I think they're just too much for the running Rebels. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the, the state the roster was in when Dave Rice left and the turnover they had is just too hard to recover from. And Marvin Menzies, nothing that happened this year is his fault. He's got a squad that he's trying to rebuild, and it'll take him a little while to do. They'll be a great team in the future. This isn't their year. I think they lose to the Aztecs. Okay, and then the big one for the Rams, at least, in the first round, number 7 Wyoming and number 10 Air Force. For every reason that I want to pick Air Force, I, I they just don't give me enough confidence. Yeah. I think Wyoming wins in a blowout, setting up a third uh, Cowboy Ram meeting in the quarterfinal. Definitely agree. Hayden Dalton has a big game. He's going to shoot a lot of three balls. We saw him do it in Fort Collins. It's something he's great at. He excels in that category. So uh, Wyoming gets a good win uh, probably pretty convincingly in that 7-10 matchup. Yep. So then we've got number one, uh, Nevada, and, and either San Jose State, Utah State, it's not a contest, I don't think, with either. I think Nevada rolls. Yeah, I think that game Nevada definitely takes. Um, it's, it's. Uh, I, I mean, no matter who's in that game, Nevada's just too powerful. Their size out outperforms any one of those two teams that they could face. So, yeah, easy win. Number four, Fresno State. Number five, New Mexico. I think this is another pick em type game. Um, I've got the Lobos just in that they get Tim Williams back. Mm-hmm. Elijah Brown, I, I've been high on all year. Um, I think this is close until the end, uh, but New Mexico moves on. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, like you said, excuse me, it's a toss-up. Um, Fresno State's on a five-game win streak. I think that means something. Mm-hmm. That's a team that uh, is out to prove a, a few people wrong because they could have easily been a one or two seed. Uh, you know, they didn't. They had a convincing win over CSU early in the season. Right. Oh, second half of the season didn't go so well for them. But this is a team I think that's going to come out with some fire. I think Fresno State will squeak it out, but again, a toss-up. Yep. All right, first one for the Rams will be uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock local time. They should be up against the Cowboys, 2-7 matchup. 
it's always tough to beat a team three times in a season in any sport. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to be almost another toss-up type game. I think Wyoming's going to have a lot to play for, especially considering that they were this close to, to beating CSU twice. Rams winning both matchups by a combined seven points. I'll take the Rams. I'm not all that confident, but I just think they've they've done too much already to to finish their year um, in the quarters. I, I think they move on. Yeah, I totally agree. Wyoming has not played well on the road this year, and I think that that struggle continues. Colorado State has played very well on the road. Yep. Um, and I think this is a game the Rams have had plenty of rest. They're not going to be tired, and I think game one they're going to play their best. So I would assume that they beat Wyoming. Like you, It's very tough to beat a team three times in a season. But can they do it? Absolutely. As long as they lock down the perimeter and they slow the tempo of the game down. Wyoming has a full bench. They can they can use it effectively. Hayden Dalton's one of those guys that comes off the bench. Justin uh, James. Justin James. One. And they score I mean, more than their starters. At yep. So, you know. Got to get those guys off the three. Off. Have to close out. Have yep. to control. Um, Alan Herndon in the post. I think they do that. Scoring's not going to be an issue. Won't be an issue, but uh, it'll be a close game. And Rams, lately, the games they've won, San Diego State, they beat them on a buzzer beater twice. Wyoming, a buzzer beater. I mean, this is going to be a close game, even though it might, it probably shouldn't be. Yep. Close game favors the Rams. Yeah. So, final matchup of the quarters, number three, Boise State. Number six, we think at least, San Diego State. We're both actually high on the Aztecs here yeah. to pull off the upset. Um, I just think, Malik Pope, again, kind of similar to um, Brandon Clark, is another guy that not a lot of people in the conference are at least remembering. Um, is all, I think he's one of the more NBA-ready type guys. He can take control of the game. The Aztecs can travel. They're well-coached. Um, you know, Boise State, they can, they can shoot. They can score. You know, Hutchison's good, but I just... I'm not digging the Broncos in this one. I'm not either. You know, and Nick Duncan hasn't had a stellar year. He's been no. good, but he hasn't been stellar. And uh, I think, boy, if Trey Kell gets hot, that's a hand to watch. And the the Aztecs have a lot to prove. They're they were they really really wanted that fifth seed, didn't get it. They're in a play-in game. Um, they've got to win four games straight. They got uh, a second one here. I I got confidence that they're going to win it. It's going to be the upset of the tournament in my mind. Okay. Yep. On to the semis now. Number one Nevada and either Fresno State or New Mexico. Again, I, I just think Nevada is too much. Um, I think this is going to be a tight game. Um, Nevada may have to pull this one out late in the game, but I, I do think that they're a much more talented team top to bottom than the Lobos. I think they get it done. I think so, too. Uh, like we've been talking, Nevada. Now, they have got a limited roster, uh, a, a limited bench. But this, I'm, I'm, I'm struggled to pick Nevada for one reason. I pick them. But I, I have my hesitation because Nevada's coming into the tournament a one seed. Everybody's high on them. They've got, uh, they're have got probably going to roll to an easy win in their first game. And this could catch them off guard. They could be caught sleeping in this semifinal game. And I think a team like New Mexico, who can play really, really well, might be the ones to come in and knock them, knock Nevada off. Because they might just be thinking, okay, this is easy. We'll, we'll prepare when we get to the championship game. And not until then, well, that could be a rude awakening for the for the Wolfpack. Other semifinal on the bottom of the bracket, CSU and either Boise State or San Diego State. We think it'll be the Aztecs coming out of that matchup, and I think the Rams probably hope it's the Aztecs because mm-hmm. they haven't beaten Boise yet this season. Um, you know, both both games have been extremely close. They've come down to the last second, a last second heroic shot from from the Rams. I do think they they will get it done once again. I just hope it's not that close. Right. I I, <laughs> I agree that CSU moves on. Um, they'll be tired, 
But they've been doing that all year. They've been playing tired all year long. They've been playing with a limited bench all year long. So this is a and, – and it's a familiar opponent, either if it's Boise or San Diego State. They've played both teams twice. They know what they're doing. Um, and it's going to be – it's going to be an interesting game. But I, I have my faith that CSU is going to uh, pull this one out. Now, Emmanuel Lamagbo and Gene Clavel are both going to have to be stellar. If they don't have good games, it's over. But uh, But if they play the way they've been playing, boy, CSU wins it. That would set up a 1-2 matchup in the championship, Nevada and CSU. You know, I'm trying to think of every way that the Rams can win this one. I think it starts with Emmanuel Obagbo not being in foul trouble the way he was in the season finale. I think he needs to be in there for, if not the whole game, pretty darn close. Gian Clavel needs to probably put up at least 30 points. You need another great game from Prentice Nixon. And you probably need either, you know, Nico Carvacho or J.D. Page to step up and have a big game. You've got to figure out how to make Cameron Oliver not seem like Superman. Right. And you've got to get Marcus Marshall off his game. That's an awful lot of things to have happen. <laughs> yeah, but it that's is. why they'll they'll hopefully be playing it in the championship. Yep. And I, I think my, my opinion here is if CSU makes it to the finals, they win. Because... They won't feel tired. It'll be such a high-emotion game for them. They'll forget about tired legs. They'll forget about this. And if it's Nevada, they're not going to want to lose again. And I think that they are going to come in, if they're playing with a, such a renewed uh, vigor for this game, I think they can pull it out. And I think – but now, they're, like you said, there's so much that has to go right for the Rams. It's easy to pick against them. Yep. Because you're already talking about a team with a limited bench that's got to win three straight games. Well, I think if they make it to the final, they can win it. All right. Well, that's a lot to look forward to. It's going to be a, a, a big, fun tournament um, on a lot of different levels. So be sure to tune in for that. Real quick before we end, we're going to go through the All Mountain West um, information here. Gene Clavel, Larry Eustace sweep the uh, the coaches and uh, media selections as Player of the Year and Coach of the Year, respectively. Well deserved for both guys. Absolutely, they're. Those guys, I mean, the heart that Gian has played with, especially after dealing with some uh, controversy uh, early in the season. I mean, he, he's been the leader of this team. And when he first came back, it was a little bit rocky. But uh, the guys have got, you know, rallied behind him. And he, I guess, so deserving. The guy, what he's been through, you're you, uh, happy to see him get it. And Larry, what he's been able to do with a squad that many people counted out uh, from the start of the year, mm-hmm. uh, picked to finish seventh in the Mountain West. Uh, they're a two-seed in the tournament. That says something about the coaching job he's done and how he's kept guys together because there's been a lot of negativity surrounding this program this year and a lot of times for people to jump off. And Larry's kept them together and kept them believing and winning games. Yep, picks up number uh, 500 for his career in terms of wins. One yeah. 100th with CSU, um, so plenty of milestones for the five-year coach. Emmanuel Amagbo also joins Gian on the All-Mountain West first team and was also named to the um, All-Defensive team. Well-deserved yeah. for... A guy that everyone was pulling for this year. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the thank you season for Emmanuel has been one that nobody will ever forget, uh, and he'll be hopefully coming back as a Ram legend to, to several more orange outs in the future. Yep. Um, but uh, just, yeah, can't can't say enough good things about the the three of those guys. And uh, was it uh, who made was it Prentice Nixon? Prentice got... honorable mention for just the media selection, not the uh, coaches, which. I was a little surprised at, but I mean, as if that guy needs more of a chip on his shoulder for right. his upperclassmen years than than great. He's hot, and he's a hot at a good time because they're going to that tournament, and he could be the guy that that steps up when they need him. Yep. So, well, that's going to do it for this one. We thank you guys for listening. See you back here next week. All right, go Rams.